I'm Cameron Silsby, and I head up all of our Van City communities. I really enjoy the trilogy The Lord of the Rings, uh, both the books and the movies, which is not a popular position in the Van City office. It's actually a lonely road to walk. But if you'd like to support me, feel free to email your disapproval to Josh and Patrick and the reasons why you think the tr- trilogy is great. <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of. Uh, so th- there's a moment in the film adaptation that was controversial since it was not in the novels, but has stuck with me ever since I watched the movies as a kid. In a moment of deep despair and near ruin in the second movie, Samwise Gamgee comforts his longtime friend and travel companion Frodo Baggins. In the movies, Sam is portrayed as a loyal and simple kind of fellow. He's often looking on the bright side of things. But in this moment, as he's comforting his friend, he uncharacteristically acknowledges full-on the darkness and the slim prospects for success they have, and that Frodo's despair is justified. But Sam, ever the seeming optimist, shifts Frodo's perspective from their own situation to the larger reasons they've undertaken such a dangerous quest. They are fighting for a coming dawn when the darkness passes away and the goodness of the day shines again. He refocuses their attention onto the hope of coming goodness. Josh and Patrick are missing out. It's a great speech. It's a moving reminder that where we focus our hope matters. Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, would agree. So go ahead and grab your Bible, and let's read Colossians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. Colossians 1, verses 3 through 8. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of the King on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. Paul has never met these people before. All he can do is go on what he's heard about them. Thankfully, it's good stuff. They have a good reputation. They're faithful to King Jesus in a context where that would not be easy or comfortable. They have a love for one another and apprentices of Jesus in general spread across the Roman Empire. It's great stuff. But Paul is being a bit sneaky here. Uh, Have you ever met someone, you know, a friend of a friend or someone in the workplace who shares a network with you and they say, Nice to meet you. I've heard nothing but good things about you. There can be a little bit of a challenge in that, you know, like you you now have something to live up to. Paul is totally doing that with the Colossians. He's affirming them uh, with what he's heard about them and also gently challenging them to live up to their reputation. Why? Because they have some challenges that they need to overcome. And they'll need to exercise that faith and love in order to do so. But more on those challenges as we go through the letter. Notice the two things he points out. Faith and love 
And he says they flow from hope and specifically a hope stored up for them in heaven. Now, don't think of this hope as when I die, I'll go to heaven. That, that's not completely wrong, but it's also so much more than that. The hope of what is stored up in heaven is the totality of what the scriptures call the new heavens and new earth. It's the goodness and healing and blessing that will come when Jesus returns, when resurrection and judgment happens, and, and the healing of the world from all evil and brokenness and sin. That idea of hope really struck me as I read this text. When I think of hope in our current moment, uh, my hope gravitates towards hoping that my friends and family and myself have jobs in six months, that we can pay our bills. I hope that the vulnerable people I care about stay healthy. My hope is in being able to embrace friends and family soon. And none of that is wrong. But if the weight of my hope is on those things, then if things go poorly, my hope suffers a letdown. And then what does that do for my faith in Jesus as King? What does that do for my love and care and compassion for others if I'm only focused on my own situation and how it hasn't turned out as I had hoped? Hoping for good things right now isn't bad, but focusing our hope on the goodness and healing and life that we are promised as apprentices of Jesus helps our faith and love to be strengthened and more resilient. I think that's what Paul is getting at. So today, I want you to practice an imaginative prayer exercise. Find a quiet place where you'll have few distractions. Invite God's Spirit to speak over you in this time. Then take a moment to take stock of your life right now. Where is there pain, struggle, discord, fear, anxiety, etc.? And let me read to you a picture of the new heavens and new earth. Revelation 21 verses 3 and 4. Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Take a few minutes and ask the Spirit to show you what it might look, uh, what it might look like for the old order of things to pass away in your life, for God to comfort you, to heal you in these areas. What will it look like when your life isn't defined or influenced by the pain and trauma and brokenness that you've experienced up to this moment in your life and what you may experience in the future? When you've done that, take a few minutes to think about your current situation right now with this perspective of ultimate goodness, healing, and life to the fullest in the new heavens and new earth. How does that affect the way you view the challenges and struggles and pain you're facing today? Jesus, may the day come quickly when you will return to make all things new. As we wait, Empower us to be your people marked by faith and love. Amen. Amen.